welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Adam is here, Rhiannon is here, I'm Caleb, I'm here. Uh, at least I hope I am. It'd be really creepy if my voice was on here and it wasn't, but uh, we've just finished talking about creepy things, so I am going to properly not sleep tonight now after Adam and Rhiannon shared all their ghost stories. We didn't, no, we didn't even get into that creepy, so we were just talking ghosts. <laughs> I didn't even tell the story of the ghosts. Yeah. Right. We just we were just saying beliefs, you know, if it wasn't creepy if we wanted to get creepy we could talk about what I saw. Oh no, let's not and do that. The the red guy thing that was standing in the corner of my bedroom. Have you seen you haven't seen Insidious. So was it hard after like like you guys both have had like weird spooky things? Like, could you sleep for the next week, or like, did you get over it pretty quick? Or yeah, both. It was weird because both times I've had. So I, sl- we were talking sleep paralysis, right? Um, and both times I had sleep paralysis, I didn't realize anything until later the next day. Like I woke up and didn't instantly realize what had happened the night before. It came several hours later, and then I'm like, "Wait, that happened kind of overnight." It's not. It didn't really affect my sleep. I don't sleep well the way it is, so I can get freaked out really easily and not and and lose sleep. I've 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 been scared to go to bed after watching Curse of Oak Island, which isn't even a scary show. So um, my little incident with the Nunapies didn't didn't keep me from going. You guys aren't gonna like Hellstrom. Well, well, Nunapies oh, like my my incident where I encountered ghosts at the office. I had no issues because then I went home. I did in New Orleans. I found out after I'd been living in this apartment for a couple of months that it was on top of the original cemetery in New Orleans. Like they relocated the cemetery and that's where I was living. And I definitely had nights where I had trouble sleeping there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, happy Halloween (laughs) early, everybody. (laughs) Marvel Spook Desk. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, we are podcasting this week. We weren't sure if we were going to, but then we got major news that we thought, well, this is worth talking about. We officially have a She-Hulk. Tatiana Maslany has been cast as She-Hulk. And uh, Rihanna, I know in particular, you had strong feelings about this casting. I mean, anybody that watched Orphan Black was psyched about this casting. And I feel like the internet exploded into two factions. People that have seen Orphan Black and were immediately psyched about her in this role. And then people that never saw it and looked up her picture and was just like, what's the fuss all about? For people that are listening to this, and I mean, I know this will come out in a few days, so you'll have had time to look this up. Tatiana Maslany fantastically portrayed endless characters. I haven't looked up the number. I saw somebody throw out 15 in Orphan Black. So Orphan Black, for those that don't know, was a show about clones. These women find out that they, there's these other women that look just like them, but that have led completely different lives. And then around the world, there are a bunch of clones. They were all clo- the same. I mean, they're all the same. They're all clones, yet they're all different. You have a Russian. You have a soccer mom. You have just the loner, regular 20-something. You have... And then in later seasons, they go on... One of them is transgendered. There's um, one that's just like a office, you know, very, very professional office type, sort of the heartless office type woman. 
Tatiana played scenes where there were five of her in the room interacting with each other. There were scenes where she was the same character pretending, you know, where the clones were pretending to be each other. So she would be one, you know, in makeup and costume as one, but you could look and know that it was the other character pretending to be that character. It, she is an amazing actress that can pull off all kinds of things. And I am just so glad Marvel has her. I mean, they could be announcing her as anybody and I would be psyched. Um, I think with She-Hulk, she's the only person they could announce where, like, I don't care what she looks like because she has already proven to me that she can transform herself into whatever she needs to be. So if you need to believe that she is a large, hulked-out woman, we will probably believe whatever they, they expect us to believe. So I'm really excited about her in this role. Now, I'm curious, is there anything comedic about that role, or is that going to be something kind of new from Orphan Black? I mean, I think Orphan Black, there was a lot of built-in, and one, I haven't watched Orphan Black in a long time, but there's a lot of built-in, I mean, just the um, the hijinks of a bunch of women that look like each other, like, you know, and substituting for each other and all of that. I, I think she can handle comedy. Adam, do you have thoughts about this casting? Uh, so I knew the name. Um, I did not know she was in Orphan Black. I did not know Orphan Black was an actual thing. Um, so that's my knowledge. But it's great to know she can uh, play more than one character at the same time, right? Because that's uh, kind of what She-Hulk needs to do. What I did know her for, the name from, was um, Parks and Rec. Like we were discussing, she played the... Doctors Without Borders nurse or doctor for the two episodes. Oh, the disease on sorry. Uh, yeah, like with the crushing it. on. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's her. And that's that's what I knew her from. Her, her two episode appearance on Parks and Rec. Um, I don't know why I knew her um, from that. Cool. It, it's something. But here's the thing. I'm not sure if I'm jumping ahead. Do you have the other Disney Plus shows that we're going to talk about? I mean, we're going to talk about him, but don't, I mean, go ahead, wherever you want to go. She wasn't the first Disney Plus lead cast, is the thing. Yeah, we keep hearing Miss Marvel's been cast They've somewhere. been said, uh, everything I've heard is they've been sitting on the Kamala casting for um, a couple of weeks now. So if I was a betting man, which I don't bet anymore... Um, I would say we get all three of our Disney Plus leads by um the end of October, by Halloween. Because they will probably have some bad news coming shortly thereafter. <laughs> um, so like Moon Knight as well, you think? I think so, because the thing is, Moon Knight was the first writer's room that wrapped as well. They're, how they're... This is not structured like any other television show ever. All of these writers have already got, with the exception of the showrunners, uh, Jeremy Slater and Jessica with She-Hulk, and um, I forgot, Miss Marvel, um, who's writing that. But, I mean, they're still in place, but all the writers have gotten other jobs on other shows with other streaming networks. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of weird because normally 
Rhiannon could speak to this more, but normally like the episode writer was on set and and doing all that stuff, right? Just uh, kind of look out. Yeah, normally. No, well, maybe. I mean, normally, I mean, the showrunner is the lead writer and they're normally on set. Um, well, and normally you still have a writer's room going. Like normally you're filming an episode and you still have people back in L.A., writing episodes so they would rotate out writers from the writer's room to be on set yeah so usually it's like if in charge of that episode you would be on set while they film that episode in case there's questions about the script my guess would be if you wrapped the whole room the showrunner would still be on set to answer all those questions because they wouldn't need to be back in that room so it's it is and that's the thing they they only write six episodes right or eight episodes at most, and it's not the the CW shows or the network network shows where they're they're filming, and the back half of the season hasn't even been written yet. You know, um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I know for a fact the writers' rooms have disbanded long ago before even the the pandemic started, or at the very onset of the pandemic. So they are probably working on developing their next five shows or whatever. Well, and I think we should at least say we're recording this on Thursday, the 17th, in case, like, they announce another person tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Because there has been something yeah, every day this week. there's been a little week. bit of flow this whole week. There has been some talk, which I think is really kind of silly, about some people felt like they should try to get, like, I don't know, an Amazonian, like, wrestler person for this and just, like, do it practical effects. I don't think there was ever a chance that that would ever happen. Like there was not a snowball's chance in July of that being the possibility. So this is very firmly though. I I saw today that she's five foot four. So they will certainly be able to, uh, they'll be doing CGI to uh, make she Hulk. She Hulk. That's the, uh, the second they announced she Hulk is why do they have to make everything so political? Why do they have to add she and and all that stuff? Y'all have seen Mark Ruffalo, right? Like you've Who seen did Mark Ruffalo about this today. He did he tweet that. about that, and uh, yeah, everyone retweeted it. Um, it's it's she all. If you, if if anyone's read her latest stuff, um, she's more Hulk than she's ever been before, and I have a good. Um, I mean, it's a good chance they'll they'll draw from her more recent stuff than they have before i guess where it's more monstrous and and hulk-like than just uh lou ferrigno hulk you know i I think all of the actresses hired for everything are too small but at least they went with an older woman she's 35 so at least we're finally getting a woman hired in the beginning uh that's not 20 you know in her lower 20s so i will take that win because it's tatiana maslany and i know that she can make you think she's big even though she's only 5'4 all right adam i'm curious can you say what you think the bad news is coming that they're uh trying to butter us up for we all know we all know it starts with a, a b it starts with a w there's a lack in an ito somewhere in there right i mean that's it's inevitable man let's talk i I saw you tweet about it let's talk about that yahoo report look at yahoo breaking the news the hot entertainment 
news. I didn't know Yahoo was Yahoo. Am I saying that right? It sounds like no. the whole chicken. No, you're too young to again. remember the Yahoo, Yahoo? commercials. Yeah, <laughs> Yahoo. But also, most of us what? do say Yahoo. Yahoo. I thought that not was as a joke. two separate words. Though. He's saying Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. It's all one word. <laughs> Yahoo. 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 So that was Yahoo. Uh, that was real. I thought you were doing a, a bit or something. Yahoo. No, okay. Yahoo. 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 I remember when the logo was red. I re- I'm that I'm still that old. I remember <laughs> when it was info. red. So anyways, <laughs> why exclamation exclamation point um the uh search engine that had market share before Google came out. Um said Mulan may I don't even know the number. Mulan made two sixty two sixty. Two dollars two hundred and sixty million. Million That seems that on seems demand like a lot. On demand. It is because if you do they say that with US box office, roughly speaking, the studio only makes about half of the <laughs> money that comes in. So two hundred and sixty million would be equivalent to do it doing five twenty box office, which would be a bigger hit than Beauty and the Beast, the previous gigantic movie that they had in these live action remakes. Yep. So if Mulan can even, and that's the thing, we're talking. If Mulan did these numbers, Black Widow is going to do much, much, much more. So even if it's remotely close, it's a no-brainer for for Marvel Studios and Disney to do it for Black Widow. Okay, so it's a no-brainer to do combo on demand in theaters wherever they're open. Because the second Disney says um, Black Widow's going on demand, you're going to have Adam Aaron of AMC saying we're never going to show another Disney movie ever again. And so on and so forth, but it's a no-brainer, man. If they can, if they can make that much on demand, it's going to kill their home entertainment division or whatever. But they still need to make some money somewhere in 2020, man. You know, Disneyland's probably opening sometime soon, maybe. But we've seen it with Tenant, man. People don't want to go to the box office, and there's a lot of people that, even though it's Black Widow and Marvel Studios, there's a lot of people that still are hesitant on going back out, man. It's not going to be a normal Marvel opening if they release it in theaters. I don't see why they can't do both as well. As far as like, you could say, hey, we're going to release it on Disney Plus, but we're going to simultaneously do it in theaters as well. And it'll hurt the theater business. But I don't know. They'll scrape out another 10 or 15 million bucks out of just diehards that really want to see, like I've seen some people on Twitter. that's like, Oh, it, I love cinema so much. Okay. Like I got to see it on the big screen. Right. Okay, right, fine. Right, right. Go like get yourself COVID it up all day long, whatever. Like Disney could still squeeze money out of those people while simultaneously getting their 30 bucks from those of us who value our lives. Well, and even they could, I mean, Netflix has gotten around this with theaters, like to just have Oscar eligibility of okay we'll be in theaters for a week and then it's available on demand yeah you know, you've got the exclusive initial release and then it'll be on demand so caleb dropped the c word cinema um so let's talk about that because that's 
I've debated tweeting about this and getting the internet's thoughts, but then I realized that I probably shouldn't because sometime I'm going to need to call Alamo or AMC or Cinemark for a quote or something like that. But is, is cinema, uh, is going to the movie theater a, a medium? Is it uh, a format? You know what I'm trying to say? Because we've, we've had this discussion before. We've had the discussion, television's dying. You know, everyone said video killed the radio star and, and radio's going by the wayside because we have satellite radio and we have Spotify and... You know, we have video and now networks, the network TV's dying because it's the golden age. So Network television's dying, even though it's the golden age of television due to streaming, right? So is, I mean, I get the the need for theaters, but at the same time, I mean, there's... I so I'm I'm speaking from some I'm speaking from Iowa. I'm speaking from people with I mean, but I think there is value in areas where you have other humans and not just cows of <laughs> of experiencing anything with other people. And and that is a need that humans have had since they gathered around a fire. We, okay, we had that with in-game, um, Infinity War, the gasps and the crying. Yeah. But how many movies do you go to where being there makes it a better experience, like, people-wise, right? I enjoy going to the theater. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the premieres, the new, the big events, yes. I, I find theater valuable. But I enjoy, I mean, but I enjoy going to... All sorts of theater. I, all the time, the AMC in the When the World is Normal, pay the $6 for Tuesdays and go and just sit and watch something to be immersed in it. And to not be sitting, you know, to not be in my normal environment and to not have my dirty dishes in the other room right there waiting for me or whatever. It's interesting you mention Adam, because I actually did see a movie last week. So I went to I went to see Tenet last Friday and uh, I waited to like 40 minutes before it started and I reserved my ticket and I couldn't tell I was either the only other person in the theater or I was all by myself. Like there was either one seat or zero seats kind of taken, you know, and I was like, okay, that's small enough. I'll do it. So I walked in, I showed him my ticket. I got it scanned. I walked to the theater. I watched the entire three hour movie and I walked out and it was literally 30 seconds before I was out the door before I saw my first non-staff member human being. Like there were no customers in the entire place. And I enjoyed that experience and it felt comfortable. But I thought to myself, if the only way I go to the movies is if I feel comfortable being all by myself, that is not a replicable model for the movie theater. Like there's no way the movie theater made money on my screening just from the like cleaning staff and electricity they used, you know. But but they always have an empty theater in the middle of the day on a weekday. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been in one that. I mean, I saw X Men Apocalypse on a Tuesday afternoon, and there were six of us in there. You know, like it was, but it wasn't. I didn't see other people going into other like. There was literally not a soul that I saw for the first three and a half hours I was in there. 
And I guess my thought is, yes, I enjoy being around other people for a movie, but not during COVID, <laughs> you know, like I enjoyed being in an empty right. theater. Yeah. And I think the big thing is that the home experience, the gap is narrowing. People have bigger TVs. They have 4K TVs. Mm-hmm. They have good sounds. The biggest reason I go is because we, we don't have a good sound system. We just have our TV speakers. But if I had a nice surround sound system, it's it's a bigger image at my house. Because like, there's the distance thing, too. Like I always do, like, how big do I have to put my fingers to like encapsulate the screen? And we have a big enough TV now that in my living room, that's a bigger square than if I sit in a normal movie theater and like middle way back, you know? I'm just, so uh, the times are changing. Um, yeah, it's not like I want the theater industry to burn to the ground. But at the same time, you know, I think more and more studios are are going to go this route, right? I mean, I don't think... Um, I think when we come out of this, it'll be different, just like everything will be different. I mean, there will be changes to restaurants. There will be less restaurants. There will be less theaters. There will be changes to a lot of things because of this time. But I think theaters will survive, and that experience will continue to be important. It will. What probably won't... The interesting thing is, this is going to, like take out the middle class of movies mm-hmm. right because theaters are always going to show the top one percent and the ones that the hellboys of the world are most animated movies i just saw they took off um lord miller's connected and soul might be going um disney plus now so i mean the the ones that aren't event movies are gonna go to uh, premium on demand or on demand, whatever you want to call it. But then theaters are going to want to show something. So you're going to have these art house indie searchlights and, and um, STX type movies going because one, the theaters probably get them for next to nothing. Um, And two, these studios want the, but we are already moving that way. I mean, you already have the death of the rom-com. And stuff like that. Right. But the rom-com can come back now. Right? The $1 million budget rom-com from Searchlight directed by Wes Anderson with his teals and pinks. Generally, I do think that, like, there are certain kind of movies that are going to go away. Uh, Like, we watched Lovebirds. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was uh, Camille Mm -hmm. Nanjiani's, you know, movie... It was great on Netflix. I would have never paid for it in the theater, but it was nice to have on Netflix on a random Friday night with my wife. I think the overall thing on this is it's it's just the math. Like studios are going to do what they can make money with. And the challenge that they have with with theaters is that it's a model where they make 50, 50 cents on the dollar. But Disney Plus is a model where they make a buck on a dollar. And so... You know, right now there's enough volume difference that more people go to see movies at the movies than buy it at home. And because of the price point, you know, you don't have the same amount. But if these studios get convinced they can sell a similar volume of film at the same way they do at the movie theater, but they can do it at a higher, you know, profit margin or, you know, revenue margin. 
why wouldn't they do the one that makes them more money? You know, like I think that's the real danger for the movie theaters. The the biggest thing there is then you get the the uh, the Francis Fords and the Scorseses um, blaming all the studios of killing cinema, but um, money talks, man. I mean, like you said, they're gonna do what whatever makes them the the biggest margin at the end of the day. And they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to do something because their books aren't looking super hot the way it is. It's a little different, but it makes me think of like arcades, you know, like there was a point in history where going to a video game arcade was the way that you could be a gamer. And then they started creating home video games and, you know, arcades hardly even exist anymore because you can do much better gaming at home. And it's just, I don't know. It's interesting to me to think of as like a similar industry where the entertainment format changed. I'd be fascinated to see if we went back. I bet there were people that were decrying VHS when it first came out. It's like, oh no, this is going to fi- ruin the film industry because people can now watch them at home, you know? like, Right. Wait, what's a VHS? Did you see that for the first time since the 80s, vinyl did more sales last year than CDs did? That is very believable. That yeah, that makes more. That makes sense. Man. Who buys CDs? <laughs> For real. So another ten years, and uh, VHS will be back. So, the, um, for Captain Marvel, it pissed me off. For Captain Marvel, they said they sent a, a press thing out, and I was excited because I opened it, and it was a laser disc. <gasps> like this is the best thing they could have ever done. But all they did was do a mock-up laser disc package, and they didn't actually make laser disc. Like this is so disappointing. I wish they would have actually made. I don't know how the hell one plays a laser disc. Um, I had never heard of that format in my entire life. But that's that's a good idea. I mean, maybe laser discs will come back someday. They were very big for those like two years before DVDs. Uh, were they really? They were bigger than a record, it looked like. Yeah, like, I would say, because I worked in a uh, music store in a, I guess, what would have been a record store, but they were all CDs in that age, in 97? And there were, like, a few laser discs that only, like, the richest of the rich would come in and, like, get but nobody else had enough money to buy a Laserdisc player. So, and that was before DVDs were a big thing. Does someone own formats or like the patents to the formats? Uh, Yeah, I think so. It would be a technology that anybody would have, yeah. I had a teacher in high school who uh, was really into, there's this very early sci-fi movie called Metropolis. Maybe you've seen before. It's like... uh, silent film 1930s kind of sci-fi movie but he really liked a version that Giorgio Moroder I think's his name like the composer guy from the 80s he like recolored it and redid the music with like 80 synth music and this teacher loved this but it only came out in laserdisc like this was a weird project that never came out in like VHS okay. or DVD and he was like 
he went through incredible personal expense to like copy it off a laser disc to a couple VHSs so that like he'd always have a copy because he could see the laser disc era ending very quickly. Speaking of 80s synth, we never did. Uh, you guys see uh, Mark Mothersbaugh almost died because of COVID? The Thor Ragnarok composer. Oh, wow. That's, That's a couple of weeks old. Mm-hmm. The Devo guy. Am I saying that right? Devo, Devo, yeah. Devo, Devo. I think it's Devo. Devo. Whip it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy almost died. That's sad. But he didn't. And apparently he's also returning for Thor 4. So. Yay! Only other thing on Black Widow, uh, we are seeing that the French and English Disney sites, I guess, like, are removing release dates, which either means they're about to move the release date, or I guess they did that with Mulan a little bit before they announced Disney+. Plus. So it seems like something's going to happen. I'm sure it'll happen before this podcast even comes out, because Iger likes to screw us that way. Have you two seen Don't F with Cats on Netflix? <laughs> no. No. No, because doesn't it involve some cruelty? Oh yeah, that, yeah that's that's the yeah, whole ba- no. <laughs> that's the whole basis of it. Yeah, uh, no. so there are two people on there. Well, was there? They both use synon- not synonyms. What the hell do you uh, pseudonyms? Pseudonyms. Pseudonyms. Yeah, synonyms. So they both use antonyms, right, to protect their identity. <laughs> um, you sure it wasn't a homonym? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Homogeny, you know, we were was... talking about how long it's been since we've done a drunk uh, podcast, <laughs> and I think maybe... Adam did it without telling us. Adam's having that So guy. they used fake names. <laughs> um, and no, it just reminds me of Scoopers. Because um, they're very, very investigative. Like, using tech and public tech. Like, Google Maps... And Instagram and Facebook and how they solve a murder. And Yahoo? Just using Yahoo, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They used Alta Vista, actually. Um, but no, yeah, it's... Uh... Sorry, no, it just reminds me of 2020 scoopers about how this stuff is uh, out there and changing and people know of it and actually keep track of it. Like, who's actively watching... The French Disney site. Mm, scoopers. Speaking of watching weird stuff, uh, it's not really weird. I mean, this is official communications. We think we know the WandaVision release date now, or at least the release month. Disney put out a brand new sizzle reel for Disney Plus in 2020, and they went to the effort to put WandaVision in that as something that is definitely coming in 2020. And then they also put out a graphic that showed everything new that's coming out in September, October, and November. And WandaVision was not on that. And so, like, I don't know. It's kind of like an algorithm. If both of those things are true, then uh, syllogism is actually what I meant. I've got Adam disease now. All right. But, you know, like, if both of these things are true, then WandaVision must be coming out in December. Is that the way you took it, Adam? Or do you think that's too optimistic? Optimistic. Does the video itself say 2020 at any point? I don't think it does. It just says coming soon, maybe. Now, the text with the video would say, yeah, all of these and more streaming soon. Um, And, like, the name of the video says 2020, but it's not actually in the video itself. 
So, uh, I don't know. It's I, I do think it is a little optimistic. They're done filming in Atlanta, even though I don't think anyone knew where they were filming in Atlanta to begin with. Um, and apparently they're heading back to Las Vegas um, for a little bit. But, I don't know. Yeah, it's just cautious optimism at this point. Um, they're very close to being done filming before they shut down. Um, so I don't see why not. The thing is, uh, the visual effects industry has been working the past six months. Um, so the way it is now, there is very likely like a full cut of Eternals already out there and done. Um, they'll just have to do pickups at some point, hopefully soon, or unless those have already been done as well. So most of WandaVision's probably already done. Um, and they just need to uh, do a little bit more, which they have two full months to probably do in episode or something. And they'll release it. I mean, we're assuming that they're going to follow the same path as Mandalorian, where they release like an episode a week. So that gives them some time to go ahead and release and then, you know, ho- gamble that they'll be able to do that last bit of filming and get it ready. If it's in order, I know I've been talking, I talked some on Twitter with Liz from uh, Murphy's Multiverse, and it's her belief that they did not do Falcon and Winter Soldier in super sequential order. So, Oh, uh, we're talking about that? I thought we were talking about WandaVision. Uh, sure. No, no, Ryan, but are we going to move over to that news that came Sure, out? yeah, go ahead. So, no, so I, I wasn't sure if you are done with WandaVision or not. Yeah, I mean, I am, yeah. Um, George's St. Pierre's coming back. Out of the blue. Oh, yeah, Batrock yeah. the Leaper is Batrock going to return, which was kind of a surprise. It was a huge surprise. That wasn't even... But the thing is... Um... There was a leak with him in it again from 4chan. So what are the odds someone out there wrote a leak and um, included him? You know, isn't that kind of, that's stretching. Or they wrote that leak and Marvel had him show up on set just to mess with people. The same way they flew Michael Rooker to Infinity Ah, War. But these were were set photos and they were filming and stuff. So maybe they did that. But the interesting thing about that was, is they said um, Batrock and uh, uh, Omega Red were um, part of this and they were working with Zemo or they're involved somehow. And there's that Desmond Chiam, Chime, Desmond Chiam. No one's knows who he is, but he's definitely doesn't look like Omega Red. So maybe... He turns into Omega Red. To be n- sure, to be fair, nobody looks like Omega Red in real right. life. Right, but he's not wearing CGI suits or anything like that. He's just wearing his right, right, right. Marvel Television groundedness. Instead of giving Danny Rand a green suit, they give him a green jacket. You know, um, the same same exact thing with uh, Saint Pierre. Instead of giving him a spandex onesie, they gave him a purple jacket. You know, um, I'm not saying the leak's true by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just so happens that 
it had <laughs> it had the leaper in it um i didn't i didn't think we'd ever see him again you know why all right, uh, we had major news that I even forgot right. about. As I was, yeah. I was wondering if you were going to get to uh, that. Good gracious, I am just losing my mind. Well, you know, it's you sprinkle some good things in the front and some good things in the back. Maybe people listen to the whole and a, episode. And a stroke test uh, in the middle for both of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you guys smell burnt toast at the uh, moment? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, nowadays it's like I'm smelling burned toast, but if I had COVID, I wouldn't smell right. anything. So I'll take pretty it. much. Uh, yeah, Ant Man three has got a villain, and it's Kang the Conqueror, and it's going to be played by Jonathan Majors. Uh, yeah, that was that. Just it was like a Monday morning. It was bomb. good, but it was like a just a punch to the gut as far as like, oh, I did not see that coming at all. Adam, did you have any sense of this, or was it a shock to even nope. you insiders? I was still on the whole bandwagon as uh, Owen Wilson as Kang. Um, it's peculiar, so e- there's a lot of stuff we could get into why um, it was announced now. It was most likely announced now, in my opinion, is because he's probably in Loki as well. And there will probably be some set photos or or something coming out or at least they were concerned about that. Um, Because the one thing is I noticed uh, Michael T. Ford was talking with someone on Twitter about this. Who was it? Caleb, I think with night edge or he used to be Omega underground or something um, about the trades and stuff, but the trades get this information from official sources in, streams right. even though it says no comment and the like right um they did not just more often than not they did not just stumble across it um so i yeah well and that's an ecosystem that keeps itself they don't release stuff unless marvel says okay and marvel and because they do that marvel continues to send them stuff ahead of time right right and that's yeah that's how the game works so that's why it's it's a way for the studios to control this stuff. So that's why it's either one of two options, King or Jonathan Majors. You know, maybe he's not King yet and something goes haywire or something. Either he's in Loki or Ant-Man 2 just jumped both other sequels. Yeah. Ant-Man 3, yeah. Which is the other option. Ant-Man 3, yeah. Or Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 or whatever. It's, I don't know. We'll call it Ant-Man 3. Um, I don't know what the choice is. You know, obviously that's that comes back to the Black Panther thing, except now we have DaCosta and Captain Marvel 2, so there's some movement there with the script. But release dates mean nothing. Um, like, I just think that that's just a, a pointless exercise. Right, so and that, yeah, that doesn't matter either. So, and so maybe there is a third option and they just wanted to do something um, to get it out there. But I would think he's probably in Loki. That's a gut feeling, at least. Rhiannon, do you have feelings on Jonathan Majors and or Kang and or Ant-Man 3? Not really. This is really more the excitement for you guys. Kang is awesome. Um, But he's related to Reed Richards, right? Kind of, sort of. Sure. He doesn't know. 
I went to his uh, like Wikipedia, not his Wikipedia, but like the Marvel database huh? website or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, I will read the article on Kang and it will clarify everything about him and Reed Richards. And I read like a paragraph and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Rhiannon, if this is anything like the comics, you are going to hate this guy. He is the human embodiment <laughs> of time, tra- travel, like drivel, okay. nonsense storytelling, if there ever has been. I don't think they'll probably do anything. On the, the He has the name of Reed Richards' father, but he's not Reed Richards' father because he's from the 30th century. All right, all right. He's time travel. He's fun. Think, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But let's, I mean, that's how quick casting happens, right? Because Majors, he was in some stuff, but he really became super popular with Lovecraft Country, um, which just debuted in August. Um, so stuff moves fast. What was he in before? Last, was it Last Black Man in San Francisco? Uh, I think he was in The Five Bloods, right? Well, maybe he was in that too. I think he's in the San Francisco one too. I don't, I don't know. But uh, if you haven't watched Lovecraft Country yet, watch it. It's phenomenal. It's HBO Max, so you either have to watch it on your phone or laptop, or what's it on? It might be on Apple TV. Um, I'm like, is there no way to watch HBO Max on your TV? Because I haven't found one. I don't know how they haven't done Roku yet. Leave it up to Warner. I mean, Jesus. HBO Max is a phenomenal value, by the way, because I love it. I'm just tired of watching Impractical Jokers on my cell phone. Rhiannon, you mentioned Mr. Fantastic, and it was a very frustrating mm-hmm. conversation, I felt like, on Twitter. Because mm-hmm. people were like, well, this means that we've got to have a, a Black Reed Richards, which is fine. But I was like, I don't know if it means it has to be that. And then other people were like, well, even if he's a direct, you know, even if he's a descendant, like a thousand years later, still. And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like it made me realize how n- not understanding of history we are. Like, yeah, if you're if you're, your ancestor a thousand years ago had dark skin, it does not mean that you still have that same skin color. Like whatever, fifty generations down the road, or a well, more than that, you know, like you know 500 generations down the road uh i think there are many commentators on that particularly the kind that would be Mm -hmm. shocked and dismayed if they found out just how diverse their background is absolutely but man it's the year 2020 and kang the conqueror was a worldwide trend what the beep you know like what the hell um how long do you guys want to talk? Are we going to get into Setgate 2 or are we not going to touch on Setgate? Conspiracy set, Gate? What, what? Setgate. There was a gate? There was a gate this week? I yeah, missed. Yeah, Set James Suicide Squad Set Gazi or whatever you want to call it. Oh, you're just talking about Feige showing Feige up? Feige showing up at, uh, yeah, the Suicide Squad set. Have you read? You've read those conspiracies and bullshit. What did you? I miss? No, you're going to have to fill me in on all So this. here's. Th- no, okay, or I'll research and we won't talk about it. No, it's okay. Like what? So there's conspiracy. Like that Feige's like trying to figure out what's in Suicide Squad so he can put oh. it in the movie. Oh, it goes. It goes it? way, way for. So James Gunn. Someone commented on his Instagram post, and you guys know James. He responds to every GD comment, um, and he said something about you Marvel and DC fans blow everything out of proportion. You know. 
Kevin approved me going to the Suicide Squad. In fact, I invited him to the set and he even watched a shoot. Him and Louis D'Esposito um, watched them film the Suicide Squad. So that went from um, a professional colleague and friend visiting the set for another studio, which has been done over the course of the um, entire history of Hollywood since Hollywood became a thing. Um, and that just ballooned um, and fueled. Here are the reasons Marvel Studios copied uh, Batman vs. Superman. And then they pulled up this headline where it was either Marcus or McFeely said, well, we saw Batman vs. Superman and we were taking Captain America 3 and kind of focusing it on uh, Cap and Bucky. But we saw BVS and, and we realized we wanted to do something more. So then the conspiracy kind of unraveled and said, well, if Gunn went to, or if Feige went to the Suicide Squad set, that means there was a double agent all the way back on Batman vs. Superman leaking. Okay, you guys never have to share this level of stupidity <laughs> with me. <already>. Leaking <laughs> Zack Snyder's plans for not only Batman vs. Superman, but Justice League Part 1 and 2 yeah. because Infinity War and Endgame are carbon copies of yeah. Justice League 1 and I, 2. I just forgot there are some people out there whose opinions don't deserve an audience. So, well, now, yeah, yeah so if that's you, the conspiracy. If you can't look at those movies and tell that some of them are very good and some of them are very bad, well, but also I can't, I can't are... argue with you. Art inspires art. Mm-hmm. Like, bad art inspires other art. I mean, like, everything has, influences everything. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Some people's, some people's thoughts uh, don't deserve an audience. No, man. I was... That's the... Th- there's so many conspiracies out in the world now, yet they managed to just um, make something so incredibly dumb and stupid. It's mind floored. And now, probably James Gunn's never going to respond to a comment. Ever again. It's so stupid. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Well, thank you for taking us yeah, down the rabbit welcome. hole. Yeah, you're welcome. We there, can Adam. let me let us know if you guys want to go even further. <laughs> There's all sorts of stuff. We can get into the well, mess that's Fisher and Momoa and Warner Brothers. Um I am interested in the other Feige uh the other weird Feige story this week. So Olivia Wilde has been confirmed mm. as directing a Spider Woman movie. Oops. And the other day, she used this real. They were trying to get her to talk about Spider Woman, and she wouldn't. And I'm just trying to get the direct quote here. Uh, all right, I can't find the direct quote, but basically, she was asked about the project, and she said, "I can't talk too much because I want to avoid." I think the phrase she used was Kevin Feige's BB gun, or something like that. And immediately, people were like, Whoa? Why are you talking about Kevin Feige if this is a Sony project? Uh, I don't know. Do we think is this is this a smoking gun? Is Spider Woman definitely going to be in the MCU? Yeah, no doubt about it. Morbius is in the MCU, man. Of course, Spider Woman's going to be in the MCU. Oh, jeez. No, I'm just saying Morbius is in the MCU, man. That's you heard it here first. That's a scoop. That's uh, an exclusive. Um. No, I don't know. Morbius probably is in the MCU, though. But yeah, Spider-Woman is... It has to be. To be a proper Jessica Drew Spider-Woman, it has to be in the MCU. So it makes sense. 
Why would Sony say no? Speaking of spider people, is Tatiana going to first show up as Peter Parker's lawyer? So I did. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter yet, Adam. Somebody was noting that Spider-Man 3 is filming the exact same time. There'll be overlap with when She-Hulk is shooting. And so it would be very easy for them to bring her over to his movie. As of now, I guess. I mean, that would be my only rebuttal as of now. Um, but yeah, like... That is really interesting, Rhiannon, that you bring that up. I mean, I'm sure the Charlie Cox fans have uh, noticed this as like, no, we want it. We want a Matt Murdock as a lawyer. No, no. I mean, I think people... I mean, on the Save Daredevil side, they've never thought there was any truth to that because... They couldn't have planned that. I mean, they can't talk about him until November 29th. Rhiannon, would you be more excited about Spider-Woman movie if it's like real legit MCU? Yeah. Yeah. Though, I mean, it feels like we have tons of female-led stuff coming up. And I kind of, I I, I like looking at boys, too. I mean, I'm sure they'll I be I think our listeners are fully aware, Rhiannon, of your interest in looking at boys. I think... <laughs> I think there'll be boys in these shows, so they'll, you know, probably enjoy both worlds. I enjoy Jessica Jones and stuff. It just, like, I was looking at all the news today, and I was like, oh my gosh, all the women. Well, I was thinking about that totally, between She-Hulk and WandaVision news and this, you know. Yeah, and the rumor of Miss Marvel being cast and, you know, all of that. It was just kind of like, and I'm sure there'll be Hawkeye news soon enough, like... It's just all kind of... If there's one show that's ever going to get canceled from Marvel Studios, it's Hawkeye. No doubt about it. Yeah? Because mm-hmm. it was due to get going, and I haven't heard anything about it for a yeah, while. Yeah, it was supposed now. to be filming in July. It's interesting. Oh, you think they might cancel that I one? I don't know. I was excited about that one. I just think they'll re... They'll re- if I had to guess, they really, 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 really want Haley Steinfeld... And Apple would not budge on the, you know, second season of, hey, she's a, a 18th century novelist, whatever that show is. And so they're they're delaying it back so that they can have the actress they want. Yeah, my wife's been um, doing a lot of Captain Marvel reading because she just loves that character, which led her to some Avengers runs, which led her to uh, Jessica Drew stuff. And so, like, now all of a sudden, this is a project she's super excited about as far as Spider-Woman. So, it's very interesting to me when she gets pumped about something more than I am. Right. It shows how Marvel is, is expanding their fan base very cleverly. All right. Uh, I think that's it, guys. I think that's all the big news. I thought we'd be quicker, but, you know, there's just too much good stuff to talk about. I mean, we had some side conversations. That is true. Uh but we had things to talk about, so this was good. I'll do a quick bit of mailbag. Definitely thank you to, uh, I'm trying to remember, was it 084, I think, that was telling us we had some audio issues last week. It happens every once in a while where one of my channels gets off a little bit. I didn't notice it last week because when you zoom out, you don't see it. It had to get really close. So Rhiannon is not always interrupting us. She just sounded like she was interrupting us last week. Oh, but I do interrupt you guys a lot. Um, so, uh, but anyways, we'll, hopefully we'll get that fixed this week. Uh, Love Waffle on the website. Um, 
Uh, just talking about some of the theories that he's seen that Shuri will be coming in to Black, for Black Panther 2. Uh, and just that um, that is one way they could do it. He thinks that seems an incredibly ghoulish way to handle the situation. To like actually kill the Black Panther because Bozeman died. He just was not a fan of it. Uh, I don't know. I think that's it. I don't remember anything else big hitting on Twitter. So, um, a shout out next week. Um, when this comes out, the next episode of Talk Daredevil, I will be on there talking about Ooh. something. I don't remember what we talked about, but it was really good and really interesting. And you guys should totally tune in. And oh, sorry. Uh, no. And we've been talking about it. You can pre-order. Adam's comic very very soon <gasps> yes you will be able to I think it's yeah 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 so this one's they go to your comic store and if they have the October's preview issue the code will be in there I don't have the code now that's crazy you don't get it until you pick it up at the I, comic shop isn't that's it I, no I, I I don't I don't think so yeah I don't get it until it's I, I already subscribed to it digitally so it'll be on my email box Oh, but yeah, buy it, please. There's, uh, I hate how common, what other industry do you buy something two months in advance before you know how it's going to be? The whole, the whole, ugh, talking about movie theaters, this is an industry that really just needs to be blown up and like changed. Totally. It's it's so broken. It's so yeah, buy it. I promise it's good. Um, to me. Um, you probably will hate it. It's not a children's book. Um, (laughs) that's not like shade, Adam. You won't like it. It's not made for kids. It's not made for kids. That was another expletive. It was another. Uh, that was kind of a slam to the the Snyder Bros or Snyder himself. Um, Smider Smiders comment. Um, yeah, buy it. It's only gonna be like three bucks. Yeah, this Wednesday, go to your comic store. Damn it. And also, um, there will be other news on how to get it before um, December, because, like we said, the scheduling's weird, and there's something else coming out before December. But it's it is what it is. Yep. Why don't we talk about Hellstrom on this show ever? I feel is like we need to talk, talk about, about Hellstrom. No, not really. I talked to some of the Hellstrom people though, and I need to fill. Oh in no, that's right. We did. Sometime. That's the other thing that did happen on Twitter. There's someone I forget. I'm sorry, I don't have it up here. We had somebody who was like, Adam, I'm so happy to listen to you talk about Hellstrom oh, on the yeah. podcast. Because you're the only other person who cares yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, dude, whoever that is or dudette. Um, yeah, we'll probably seriously get one of the Hellstrom people on here sometime. So just awesome. look forward to that. Yeah, I'll just, I can pull that up fast. Oh, man, seven notifications. Maybe something's happened. It was uh, Derek Crow at Kazakun Forever. So... Awesome. Uh, then we also Nathan, uh, Nathan uh, Milner and the MCU podcast were having a back and talk, uh, uh, talking a lot about Zac Efron. This has been going on since September. So, um, yeah, it, it, the comment started with "I'm not a big fan of his bro comedy phase," and I was thinking like, oh, "Is this talking about me or is it talking about Adam?" But I think it's talking about Zac <laughs> Efron. So, um. But yeah, and then we had some other people following us. Uh, we continue to get new followers all the time. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, and it was 084 that helped us uh, 
know that we had the audio issues like um so anyways yeah so there we go um uh thanks guys for listening all right uh, thanks everybody for supporting the show thanks for our patrons thank you for people who made music for us and all that kind of stuff and our logo and uh, i don't know when we'll see it we're kind of we're potting when we're inspired and we were inspired today by uh tatiana being she hulk so we'll uh we'll be back when we're back you guys take care we'll see you later